Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Gary YouTube from Cultaholic.com and welcome to the latest thrilling installment of these tier list ranking thingies. This time, we're doing every single Money in the Bank ladder match that's ever happened because one happened quite recently and wouldn't you just know it another Gary YouTube has joined me and he seems to have the head and the body of Jack the Jobber from Cultaholic how are you doing Gary I'm not too bad Gary how are you lovely and I'm all the better because I've got some stats there's been 26 ladder matches in the history of Money in the Bank. Kane and Kofi Kingston have the most appearances ever in Money in the Bank history with seven apiece. CM Punk and Carmella are the most successful athletes in the history of Money in the Bank with two wins from four appearances apiece. How do you, what do you make of that? I'm surprised that Kane's one of the most appeared Yeah, the, the, why do they keep doing that? He's a big fella. Doesn't, he shouldn't be in ladder matches anyway. He's no, anyway, he, hit, yeah. Yeah, hit the intro. So just in case you haven't been here before, we've got several tiers to put these ladder matches into. We've got the best, lovely, 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 all right, just about bearable, and get in the bin. And Jack, we're starting off with the 2010 World Heavyweight Championship match. We're doing these in a random order. You don't know what's going to come next. Just watch until the end, all right? But there we go, the 2010 World Heavyweight Championship match. Um, that was the one that the Miz won then. Correct. Um, it's not one of my favourites. No, Kane it's won. Not... Oh, it's the one that Kane won, sorry. <laughs> it's a fantastic okay. start. <laughs> Miz, Miz cashed in in 2010, didn't he? Yeah. Um, the one that Kane won. So, um, oh, I don't know what to make of it, really, because it's it's not the most spectacular result, is it? But it's nice. It's nice that Kane won. Yeah, I love um, Kane. One of my, if not my favourite wrestler of all time. Not this version of Kane. But Kane is still a lovely man all the same. But the, the main issue I had watching this one back was just the length. 26 minutes, or over 26 minutes, I think it was, which is just a tad, a tad too long for something that, you know, the concept of which is pretty simplistic. Men beat each other yeah. down, try and get up the ladder first. 26 minutes of that? Um, it's a bit long. And also I've got in my notes here that apparently, like, the action revolved around the smaller lads in the match trying to stop Big Show and Kane all the time, yeah. which... It's a bit of a unique one for Money in the Bank. It's a bit different, but I don't know if it's the most exciting possible course of action. 
Yeah, it just it's it's they're sort of hampered by putting these big lads in there, which they did time and time and time again, as we'll find out during the course of this tier ranking video. But I don't think it's one of the worst of all time. No, um, it's probably for me, it's probably either just about bearable or the one above it. Yeah, um, should we go all right and then just we'll knock it down if we need to at the end of the video. Go on then. Because if there's one thing we've learned from these tier things, there's the first answer is not always the right one. We always, oh. we always do it at the end. The WrestleMania one, me and Sam had an absolute Western Supermare right until the end. <laughs> anyway, next up, we're going back to 2010 once again, the WWE Championship match. What's your over by, uh, memories of that one? This is the one that Miz won, right? Oh, yes. Okay, um, <laughs> I, think, I think I preferred the first one, you know? Yeah, uh, the first I, one's I definitely the, better. Um, this one was a bit more of a traditional Money in the Bank ladder match in terms of flashier action. But I don't think that um, I don't think this one really was as good. I think it just seemed more like there wasn't enough of a story in it for me. It was more just let's do spots for the sake of spots, and it Ooh. didn't really didn't really work for me. It was like a demonstration video on YouTube. Here is how you do lots of really cool things in WWE Money in the Bank ladder matches. It was just right. a, a series of like wrestlers setting up ladders for other wrestlers to do spots on. Right. What do you make of? construction of weird things in Money in the Bank ladder matches this one took the piss I don't think there's any doubt about that <laughs> yeah. but in general like you know if, if something's done in a cool manner in a gnarly way bro I've got no issue with it whatsoever but I think this was the match that had Ted DiBiase he put a ladder up upside down for no in terms of kayfabe at least no good reason whatsoever it was just to set up for someone else to use a bit later on and it was just that yeah. sort of origami with the ladders that just sort of took you out this match completely and sort of ruined yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. I think this one's got to be... You know what? I, I don't think it's bottom tier, but I think it's, I think it's second bottom. I think just about bearable, yeah. I think it's, just about bearable. It's, it's Jump the Shark a fair comment to make about this ladder match. I think so. I'm not sure if there's one particular... I guess we'll find out nearer the end which, which ladder match is the one that jumped the shark, but it could be this one. This yeah. one's a strong contender. I guess it's, it's a weird one, 2010, because that was the first proper Money in the Bank event, wasn't it? The first one right. that had like two, uh, two ladder matches in one show, but there you go. The yeah, middle of the road, kind of all right start for the pay-per-view itself. Next up, Jack, we're moving off to 2011, the World Heavyweight Championship match from what was maybe the best pay-per-view of the decade. Yeah, Money in the Bank 2011 is one of my, it's still one of my favourites. But weirdly, doesn't get remembered that much for the actual ladder matches. It's all about Punk and Cena, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But of the um, two ladder matches, I think this one was the, like, the way superior one. Oh, oh it's, uh, even though it's not remembered for it, this match is really, really good. Um, this is the one with the slightly smaller guys in it, isn't it? Like Daniel Bryan and... Yeah. Um, it's the one that Bryan won, in Bryan fact. Bryan won, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a really, really good one. I, I remember... I think it was Seamus just absolutely murdering Sin Cara through a ladder. Through that wooden metal ladder. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, that, was his, yeah. that was his flesh on the, on the metal. That was that colour. Yeah, that was just it was the theme through this matchup. It was just men wanting to get that briefcase so bad they were willing to kill themselves. Justin Gabriel, another highlight from that match is when he did that 450 off the ladder, which was on the turnbuckles, which is just a, a silly load I of nonsense. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine how difficult that is yeah. to do. Yeah. But I'm this is a really... Go on. I was just going to say, this is a really good one. I'm considering even maybe top tier for it. I think it's definitely in top tier. It's one of my favourite ladder matches of all time. And definitely, definitely craps on. The next thing we're going to talk about, Jack, the, uh, the WWE title match from that same card. 
Um, I think it says a lot that I don't remember as much about this one because no. it wasn't as good. It wasn't bad. I don't think it was a bad one, but it certainly didn't live up to the the SmackDown money in the back. Tell you what I remember. My abiding memory is every single person in the match starting with a ladder in their hands, whether that be a big one, a small one, or a medium one. That was a bit yeah. convoluted and silly for me. <laughs> yeah, at least they were trying something different, I suppose. But yeah, it um it wasn't as good. And I think also didn't the uh, didn't the SmackDown one come first? So this one, this one actually didn't have the benefit of we'd already seen an excellent ladder match early in the night and it had a really hard job following it yeah and I guess people were waiting for Christian and Orton and Cena and Punk to close the night more than just this match but that's for the the things I remember as well were the botches I think Swagger and Kofi Kingston had one hell of an almighty fall when they were both up the ladder then we had Bertie Del Rio five-star wrestling legend he took the mask off Rey Mysterious, Rey Mysterious, Rey Mysterio, and then his ladder sort of crumpled beneath him and he fell and died, and it was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> and, he had, and he, had to, he had to get up and win again. It, it sort of telegraphed the ending a bit. At least he didn't... Shawn Michaels would have thrown an absolute fit if that was him. <laughs> In the 90s, of course. He changed since then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to suggest this one goes maybe all right or maybe right at the bottom of Lovely Lovely. I don't know if the botches just take away too much from it or the overshadowing of the other one takes too much away from it. I think it I think it deserves to be Lovely Lovely, but I think the botch prevents it from being in there. I think it's more top end of all right. We'll stick it in all right because that is the way to do it. I don't know what I'm saying here. Next up, we're going back to, uh, to 2012 this time. The World Heavyweight Championship match. What jumps out to you when I say that? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, honestly, th this is a weird one because I remember the cash-in far more than the match, but I think the match was a was a good one. Um, obviously, it was the one that Dolph Ziggler won, and everyone remembers his cash-in more than the match itself. What do you remember about the actual match? God, what the hell do I remember about this match? It is all about the cash-in, isn't it, and the, the, the sort of journey to get to that cash-in. I don't know what I remember from this match at all. Talk, yeah. Talk uh, amongst yourselves. It's not... A, when you're no, uh, 2012 Money in the Bank, it's sort of nothing jumps out at all. I've got in my notes here that it's the one where Santino Morella uh, got knocked down the ladder and his face hit every rung on the way down. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah that a really was a good, good one, yeah. That's a good moment. The other thing, um, was it Lord Tensai who just, like, annihilated all sorts of humans? Was it Sinkara again? Sinkara had a bad time in some of I these think ladder Ziggler, matches. He hoid Ziggler like across the announce tables, didn't he? In a, <laughs> a really horrible, horrible way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, this one's all right, isn't it? No, there, I was think another, there was another nice moment, wasn't there, where Christian sort of did an edge and he speared Cody Rhodes off the side of the ladder. That was that match, wasn't it? Okay, that sounds good as well. I, I remember that spot. I just didn't remember it being in this match, but yeah. that makes sense. That would that would work. Um, this one's yeah, this is good, isn't it? I it's all right. It's got to be at least all right, hasn't it? Yeah. But I guess the fact that we couldn't remember things off the top of our head there, <laughs> guess it can't be too high up. But I guess all right. That Christ, yeah. yeah, that Christian spear makes it in all right, and Lord Tensai as well, because everyone loves Lord Tensai, don't they? Mm. Don't they, Jack? We. We do. I, I actually, I have a real soft spot for Albert, but that's a different, obviously that's a different man. Why? Why? Yeah. Oh, just when memories of first getting into wrestling, Albert was on the scene. Yeah, I just like him. <laughs> seems, like, seems like a good man as well. Yeah, he seems like a lovely man. Uh, yeah. Next, we're going back to uh, 2012 once again, this time for the WWE Championship match. What is sticking out for you? The ending. Um, John Cena. Yeah. Just like, clock in Big Show with the briefcase and then it falls off in his hands and he looks he does the biggest like comedy head, like yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then 
And then bad sportsmanship as well from John. Just continues to batter Big Show with it after he's won the match. After he's already yeah. won. He's a bastard, Disgusting. really, when you look back at what he did. Yeah, he really, really is, yeah. But uh, I did like the reinforced ladder for that final stretch that the Big Show lapped out from under the ring. The big golden mm. ladder. I'm all there for that kind of silly bollocks. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this match, even though it's not... Um, it's, it's arguably like the least flashy Money in the Bank ladder match ever, just because of the people involved. I was going to say, but they're all like of... proper cat, like, bona fide main event stars, weren't they, at the time, and not really made for ladder matches. There was no Kofi Kingston or John Morrison or anyone like that. It was just, here's your main event broad, uh, card. <laughs> yeah, but it was structured really well. And I think that if you watch this match straight after another excellent like high action high spots match then it's not going to hold up so well but i think just on its own it's got almost like an old school feel i really like this one for what it is it's not top tier or anything but no, i no. do i do think it's quite charming in a way quite I guess like it, it was it was fun seeing those that those names as well i think jericho was in there kane might have been in there again off the top of my head i'm sure yeah these just these big lads getting in there why the hell not uh, all right oh lovely 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 i think that's the sort of or is it yeah yeah, I'm torn between those two tiers. I'm not sure which one. Should we go to the top of all right? <laughs> go on then. We'll go, go on. Because the, fin right. the finish, the finish was a bit stupid. It was, I. But was it meant to happen? Has it come out since that, that was a mistake, just a botch? Not that I can remember, but I don't know. It looks like it might be one. Let us know in the comments below if you know anything about that match. But next up, we're going to 2013 Jack World Heavyweight Championship ladder match. Um, and this was weird because here. this was a match that had all heels. And all heels and all heels. Damien Sandow, uh, Cesaro, Cody Rhodes, dashing Cody Rhodes at the time, Dean Ambrose, Fandango, Jack Swagger, and Wade Barrett. Who are you meant to cheer for there? Cody Rhodes, I suppose. Or that's Cesaro. That's all, all the smarks wanted to win. That looked like the time where Cody was like maybe going to go off and have an actual world title run. But no, it didn't yeah. happen, did it? Although Cody has since come out and said that actually, even though everyone, we all assumed that he was meant to win this one, and then Sandow obviously turned on him um he was meant to win the one the year before apparently was which he? i was surprised i was surprised to hear that because yeah. then yeah because obviously christian speared him right off the ladder but um yeah he said that really recently on twitter i think when people when he was reminiscing about matches but this one was um way better than it should have been i don't know what they were thinking having all heels in one match but um it, it kind of it worked in a way it was a, it was a good one I think it's I think it's fair to say I think it's definitely at least lovely 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 just because of the story they sort of told with uh, Cody and Sandow obviously we've <laughs> been the Rhodes Scholars for a while it looked like Cody was going to use Sandow to get the next level but no no it was the other way around Sandow used Cody and then shafted him and won you can argue about that could that could be a really crucial turning point in the history of WWE like what would have happened if if they'd actually given Cody the win Maybe we'd never have seen AEW. Maybe that would never have happened. Bloody but hell. Instead, yeah, that but instead, yeah. That belongs in a certain video series. <laughs> but instead they gave it to Sandow and um, he didn't, didn't cash in successfully. Mm. I, I agree with you that it's lovely, lovely, lovely. Right, I think got, that's a good we've shot. We've got to take the cash in out of our minds with this one because obviously yeah. Sandow failing was a load of complete bollocks. Uh, next yeah. up, we're going back to 2013 and the WWE Championship match. And this was the one that was in um, Philadelphia, and WWE did quite a lot to pander to that crowd. RVD returned, big pop from the Philly crowd because of EC Dub and whatnot. You had Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, obviously, back then in 2013. Two of the littler fellas who probably weren't catching Vince McMahon's <laughs> eyes before, you know, everyone became littler 
as they are today. <laughs> yeah. They had a little thing to once again please the crowd. Uh, what else is jumping out for you for this match? Um, Paul Heyman was excellent. Mm. He, he turned on CM Punk in this match, I think. And it's, it's where he like crushes him between two ladders. And just Heyman's just so evil. It's really, really good. He's brilliant. I say that we're doing a lot of pan to the fans. They actually screwed Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was going to win, wasn't he? And then Curtis Axel, the Paul Heyman guy at the time, oh. he came out and then cost Bryan. That allowed Randy Orton to win, but only after. I think uh, Heyman sort of goaded CM Punk into climbing the ladder. And then that's when the sort of the double ladder sandwich sort of happened with uh, Punk and Heyman. So yeah, they panned it to the crowd for a bit, but then sort of went. <laughs> yeah, that 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 takes points away from it for me. But yeah. have you seen EC3's recent thing about Curtis Axel? No. Oh, he's done a video online where he's cutting a promo about how Curtis Axel was mismanaged and they took away his last name and he should have been renowned as a Hennig. And um, it looks like he's teasing some kind of like stable or partnership with him on the indies. Bloody hell. Could be, yeah, what but they he, be called? The, I've I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. But the um but the 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 takeaway from the video that everyone's saying is like everyone's remembered how good EC three is on promos and mm. why on earth did WWE not anyway that's I'm going off on a tangent, but it's just quite an interesting video to watch. We need to know how a, how a guy like EC three can be hired twice by WWE and be so royally messed up on both occasions. He's done something ungodly and we need to find out what he's done. But anyway, should, yeah, that's yeah. besides the point. 2013, the WWE <laughs> Championship match. Uh, where are we going? Well, the match itself, I don't think the match itself was that exciting, but I think that the Heyman swerve was good and I think the Curtis Axel involvement was bad. So on balance, it's either average or the top end of just about bearable. I'm going to say not top end of bearable just because of that okay. finish. What a load of nonsense. Which was also quite good at the time, but still left a re not the best, not the kind of sour taste you want in your mouth. A different okay, fair one, enough. like piss. like it's gone off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Money in the Bank 2014 is our next stop, uh, the one which sort of really set Seth Rollins off on that year-long thing where he sort of carried Monday Night Raw on his back all by himself just about it felt like during that time you were watching Raw and every single minute of every single show Seth Rollins and the Authority were there doing something yeah yeah it was really good though um, I think the match was good as well even though it, it was all good in fact I'd be saying this one is definitely definitely top tier it just depends how you take the finish because obviously corporate Kane came out and basically gave Seth Rollins the win yeah which was a bit disappointing it wasn't even he was still in his mask at that point as well which is just, just oh, the visual yeah just the visual for uh, me as a simple man that just ruins it for me completely but I, this was all centred around Rollins and Ambrose obviously coming shortly after the, uh, the Shield split up they did all sorts of ungodly things to each other I think Ambrose did like the biggest superplex off a ladder I've ever seen but yeah. again, yeah, it purely depends on how you're taking the finish where Corporate Kane came down to, to win the thing for Rollins, which set off the greatest cash in the history of the Mini in the Bank briefcase. So where are you, where are you sitting on that, on that debate? Um, in my mind, it's the greatest one. Maybe level, with, maybe level with the original by Edge. That was really good as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can't look past Rollins as cash in. But the match itself, apart from the finish, is really, really good. Is this also the one where... Rollins has got like a little window of hope to win the match and Stephanie 
and Triple H are cheering him on at ringside, and it's so funny. I think I so. Just yeah. Picture, I just picture Triple H going like, "Go, go!" And he's like a dad. He's like a proud dad at a football uh, the, match. The it's dad really that cares good. a little bit too much. Yeah, and the rest of the parents yeah. are going, "Will that guy just get a grip?" <laughs> uh, so, Money in the Bank 2014. I think it's it's certainly one of the top two tiers. I was gonna I was gonna say the in the long run it's top tier because of the cash in, but just as a match itself, I think they could have had Rollins win a little bit in a little bit of a better fashion, doing it a little bit more for himself. So I'm gonna say maybe very top end of lovely, lovely, lovely. I tell you what, we'll go we'll go top end of lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay. I would I would I would argue for it being moved up just because was this the sort of one of the earlier uh you know when the big show and Kane just ruined everything? Like the 20, was it the 2015 <laughs> Royal Rumble or the 2014 yeah. one where they ruined 15. it? It was 2015, wasn't it? Yeah. Was this the sort of earlier first one maybe where Kane and all the big show ruined something? Yeah, maybe we weren't sick of it by this point as much. So I was going to say, yeah, just because it was the first one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move up with the best. I've got the mouth here. Go on, Go on then. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind at all. So next up we're going mind. to 2015. Which, you know, let's, let, let's put to one side everything that happened after this briefcase was won by Shamus. Uh, what are you making about the match itself? Uh, not very good anyway, because the crowd, you know, the crowd didn't really get on board with Roman Reigns. It's so weird looking back at this era, the sort of 2015 because, and the first half of 2016, because everything that Roman Reigns did it has to be looked at through that lens like you can't just look at it as a normal wrestling match you've got to be like oh yeah this was the time when we had the whole Roman Reigns backlash from the crowd and it was like every single pay-per-view something would happen I, I don't think this was the peak of it I think that would get worse later on but um, but the, the really decision they booked themselves into a corner here by having Reigns into the match didn't they because on one hand you have Reigns in the match and Reigns wins oh it's the golden boy going to get the title but then you yeah. have him lose and it's like we all know he's going to get there eventually. So what do you do from there? And then, then they did what they did, which was sort of <laughs> a mess, I think is the fair, the fair phrase to use there. Um, I don't know how, I just think it was really, and especially with the way Bray Wyatt got involved as well. The lights go out. Oh, I've never seen that before. I don't want to sound like too sour about it, but we've never seen that before, have we? The lights going out, then the spooky man appears. And then I don't, don't think he was even feuding with... Uh, Roman at the time was he? No, cost him? it was it was really out of the blue. I remember this match was like it was like a tale of two mid carders almost because you had Wyatt who hadn't been anywhere near the main event scene for a little while, and then you had Sheamus winning. And Sheamus winning wasn't like some young up and comer winning the briefcase, and it's like oh he's going to be something one day. It was more like oh they they're giving Sheamus another push. That's weird. And then they didn't give him a push. And then when he won. When he cashed in on Roman at Survivor Series, it still felt like a mid carder had won the, it the came WWE out of nowhere. title. I'm sure and I like she- oh, yes. I like Sheamus, but but like it was it was bad booking in my opinion. Earlier than that, show he did something silly with the New Day, wasn't he? Where he was dancing, and then two hours later he's won the WWE title off off Reigns. I, rem- I remember this so well. He said he was going to get jiggy on you posers, and then at the end of the night he was WWE champion. Words Brilliant. of a champion there. Get jiggy yeah. on you posers. I'm going to suggest Money in the Bank 2015 gets in the bin. Yeah, me too, me too. Let's get it in the bin. So next up, we're going to 2017. Of course, 2017 is remembered by everybody for the women's match, but right now, we're speaking about the men's. What are your, your are overriding we, thoughts we, from that? Are we skipping 2016 for now? Is this just a random bit? Yeah, a bit it's of just a... going in all directions. Why the hell not? Okay, so, sorry, was this the men's or the women's? The men's. 
The men's, oh, the men's is top tier in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I know the I know the Baron Corbin won, and, and the cash in was but a it disaster. It made sense though. It made sense. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think this is a really, really good match. Really good. Because you had two feuds in this match. Ziggler was there as well, I think. But Ziggler, he didn't count by 2017, did he? Uh, you've got, you had uh, Sammy and Kevin on one side of the ring. You had Nakamura and Styles. Those four were too busy with themselves. And Corbin swooped in there to win the briefcase. And yeah, again, we've got to forget about Corbin's Twitter or whatever cost him winning the title in the end. And the, the roll-up from Jinder where he was outmaneuvered and out-wrestled by Jinder Mahal, which is... Not something you want to have said about you. But the match itself was fantastic. And my overriding memory is just AJ Styles dangling and then mm. falling and then dying. <laughs> it was... Uh, you, 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 it surprised him there's not been more of that. Um, but I guess he's got the history of like TNA and the X Division and stuff. So he was probably like, I'll do that. That's right up my street. Mm-hmm. Also, it built towards... It's a shame because the match didn't live up to the hype, but it built towards AJ Nakamura at WrestleMania the next year um, with the two facing off across the ring from each other. And then, obviously, as you mentioned, Owens and Zayn are just always absolutely phenomenal when they wrestle each other. So, oh, yeah, easy top, top tier, tier for me. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a clear we'll top, it tier. The top tier. Next up, we're going back to 2017 once again, and then this is the rehash of the women's ladder match. We'll talk about the first one in a bit. I'm sure you want to stick around for that one because, you know, a bit controversial, wasn't it? But this uh, was the rehash. They definitely just saw the backlash online of them having the first ever women's Money Back Ladder match won by a bloke and then just thought, we'll do it again with the same people on SmackDown and the fact that it was with the same people and it was on live TV, that certainly took away from what it could have been once again. Because it was sort yeah. of ad breaks every few minutes as it has to be on television. And then sort of you've, you've told one story with the same people. How can you then tell a different compelling story within a short space of time? Yeah, I think, I think there's two, two positives to talk about, even though obviously for all the reasons you've mentioned, it wasn't brilliant. Um, but the two positives were, I think the decision to have Carmella win again was the right one. I think that people might have been expecting them to just give it to someone else because we'll shock the crowd. But I think that giving it to Carmella still was the right idea. And by the way, she might be one of the best uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match. She just looks so natural on ladders. She's really, really good. She's a um, dancer, isn't she? That must help. Uh, strong core. <laughs> and, um, and also there's a bit where... Um, we'll talk about him in a second, I'm sure, but um, where the first ever women's money in the bank ladder match winner himself gets in the ring and Becky Lynch suplexes the crap out of him. That's quite a good moment as well. Yeah, because he was banned as well on this second occasion, which is obviously something they had to do. Yeah, but um, it it doesn't save the match that much for me. I think it's it's one of the bottom two tiers. It's just which one do you think it is? I was going to say bearable because I did like Becky getting her hands on Ellsworth and I did like uh, Carmella sort of redoing the edge from the first ever match where she had the chair and then whoof, and then that led her to sort of win. Right. So I'm going yeah. to say just about bearable, but then again, that was their own fault for doing that, wasn't it? You know, doing it twice, yeah. you didn't have to do that. Just do it first. Do, just do it right the first time, I should be saying. So next up, we're going back to 2018 and the men's ladder match, of course. This is one where Kevin Owens was in the midst of getting murdered by Braun Strowman time and time again for no real good reason whatsoever. In this match, Kevin Owens tried to get everyone else in the match to uh, to sort of gang up on Braun Strowman, but it backfired and Kevin Owens was murdered. (laughs) Murdered he was. 
thrown off the top of a massive ladder, I think it was, through a sort of production table on the floor. It looked terrible for Kevin Owens. Braun Strowman came out with that, looking very, very strong indeed. It wouldn't go too well for the cash, and of course, inside Hell in the Cell. Uh, but we'll forget about that bit, shouldn't we? Uh, what about, what's your thoughts about this match? Um, the, the main thing, obviously, that overshadows everything else is Kevin Owens' bump. And he was taking some crazy bumps around this time. Was, well, this must have been around the same time that Strowman knocked him off the top of a cage. Off the top of the cage through the announce table. And he had that other one where he was in the porter party on Raw. <sighs> and Braun sort of pushed the porter party off the stage. And then Kevin Owens was covered in blue stuff. <laughs> I don't know what the blue stuff is. <laughs> um... I do think, I remember going into this one not knowing who was going to win, but in hindsight, it is a lot more obvious now that Strowman was going to win. But um, I think it was an all right match. Uh, the action seemed fine. Obviously, you've got a lot of good wrestlers in there. Bala, uh, Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. And then you've got, um, you've got people who, these days, it looks a bit strange to see them in a, in a ladder match, like Bobby Roode and obviously Braun Strowman, but he did, he did win. But um, mm -hmm. I think it was... I think the action was all right. It wasn't the best one or anything, but it was a decent, a decent match. Yeah. The only other thing I can sort of remember from this match is Balor's uh, yelled Coupe de Gracie off the top of a ladder. Amazing mm. spot. Yeah. He, he was good in ladder matches, to be fair to Finn Balor. I know it, he didn't do too much on the main roster and didn't really hit the heights he should have done after his injury. But in those ladder matches, we'll get onto something a bit later, but him and Andrade was just took my breath away watching it back. Anyway, the 2018 men's match, where are you thinking? I think uh, it's one of the top three tiers. Yeah. Not the top tier. So that narrows it down to one of the top two secondary. Lovely, 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 all right. One of the two. Um, oh, it's a difficult one. What else have we got in... Um, sorry, I can't see the tier list. What else have we got in all right so far? All right is stacked. We've got 2010, the World oh. Heavyweight Championship match. We've got 2012, the WWE Championship match. 2011's WWE Championship match. And 2012's World Heavyweight Championship match. And then lovely, lovely, lovely has got... A few Just less 2013. Oh, 2013, the one, the one where the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't think it's as good as that one. Nah, neither do I. All right, it is close to the top though, if not the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up, we're going back to 2018 once again. This time, the women's matchup. This is what the first ever Money in the Bank match for the lasses should have been. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, this was much better. Uh, I remember a big backlash though about around this match just because Alexa Bliss won and everyone yeah. it was just Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The tipping point for Alexa where everyone went, she's winning too many times. And I think, didn't she win the belt the same night? She cashed in on Naya or Ronda. On Naya, yeah. Naya. the Naya-Ronda match, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, a bit unjustified, I thought, because I think Alexa's really good, especially as a heel. And I think that I didn't really have a problem with her winning the match, but I do understand a lot of people's frustration at the time. Yeah, uh, this was... It was a th- I don't know who put this... Who, who's normally... Do you know who uh, normally is, like, the producers... I'm drunk here, I swear. <laughs> the producers for these Money in the Back Ladder matches, because this one was proper old school. I don't know. Would it be Finley, because he does the women's division, or would it be yeah. the, la- the ladder person? I don't know. Because watching this one back, there was a distinct lack of, like, Money in the Bank spots. Like, the high spots were few and far between, but that didn't take away from the match at all, because there was still this is awesome chance from the crowd. So I just yeah. thought it was a nice, a nice throwback to a bygone era. Yeah, I... I... I remember enjoying this, um, and, I, and again, I didn't really have too many issues with the finish. I think at the time I wanted Becky Lynch to win because you could sort of tell she was on the cusp of a push, but not to the extent that um, that it obviously became. So I think that it's probably in hindsight a good thing that Becky didn't win, just because when she did eventually get that push and go over the top, it was a little bit delayed and it was all the better for it. Do you think the finish was a bit awkward? Oh, wasn't Becky waiting there for ages? Because Becky was waiting there for ages. So either she was a bit early or Alexa was a bit late. Oh, yes, that could cost it a tear. That could cost it a place. Oh, how that's a ruthless world, this tearless malarkey. You know? I don't know. I, I was thinking the bottom of lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, it, it depends how much you look into that finish, really, because that was the only real thing that sort of took away from the match itself. Obviously, unless you thought at the time Alexa Bliss was winning too much as well, but... Uh, Should we go lovely, lovely, lovely? I'm, I'm, I'd be all right with that. I don't think it was as bad a finish as... I'll, I'll not spoil it because we'll talk about him a bit later on, but you know the one I mean. It wasn't as bad as someone who spent a lot of time on top of the ladder just waiting. Mm-hmm. So sticking around with the women this time, we're going back to last year's event. Um, poor. Bailey won it. Bailey cashed in on the same night to win her... Well, if you ask Michael Cole for a long time, her record-breaking singular reign on SmackDown. Why have they, why, right, I'm sure, you've, I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, but why have they just ignored that she lost it for a bit? It's, it's literally the last sort of month or so they've changed their minds and thought, oh, that did actually happen at Hell in a Cell back in the autumn. Charlotte did win. Bailey's had two reigns. But before that, for a long time there, Bailey had one reign. It was so confusing, especially for Charlotte Flair. She never yeah. wins any titles. Why would you take one away from her? Anyway... What are your overriding memories from the 2019 women's match? Um, again, this is another one where I remember the cash-in a lot more than the match because the cash-in obviously happened on the same night with Bailey cashing in on Charlotte, which at the time was really well-received. Everyone loved that. Um, I remember... Uh, I don't even remember the finishing spot. How did... It was Mandy and Sonia. Yes, yes. So Mandy had been sort of knocked silly somehow. I can't remember how that happened. And Sonia sort of got Mandy on her shoulders and sort of walked her up the, the ladder and then Bailey got up there and knocked them both off in one. Heartbreaking that that friendship is now over, to be fair. 
Um, I'm all for it, me. That Sonia's <laughs> an evil, evil woman. Um, I reckon... I, do you think... It, I don't think it's quite as good as the one that Alexa Bliss won the year before. No, I don't think so either, because... Although, because Bailey winning the thing was a bit miraculous in the end, because remember that spot they did where they sort of held a ladder up and then Dana Brooke sort of ran up it like a cat oh. and then she sort of fell off and then the ladder fell on Bailey and then Bailey looked like she got really like effed up like mm. legitimately just having this massive thing land on her yeah that is true um, I don't know I, I, I'd, I'd... I think it's a bit better than alright do you not? yeah go on then yeah why not why not let's stick at the bottom of lovely 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 they did come a long way in a short space of time these women's matches didn't they? yeah so now we're going to I don't know what your opinion of this one was. I can't remember. It was only a couple of weeks ago. Mm. The 2020 Men's and Women's Edition. Are we doing this as one? Because it was we a... should, shouldn't we? It was all, all wrapped in one, wasn't it? <sighs> um, I, I've never had a weird feeling like I did after this match, after any other match, where I had the feeling of... I had two separate thoughts at the same time, which was like... That was silly and good fun, and it was better than it should. Have, it was better than it should have been. But then, at the same time, the other half of my brain was thinking, "No, it wasn't as good as it could have been." Because they, they certain jokes I think weren't very good, like the doink thing, which didn't look like doink. Yeah, uh, Bruce. But, I don't know why Brucey e. P was there either. It was nice to see him <laughs> and everything, but like, why was he? Why was he having a well doing his pants up? What what, what was that in the match for? I don't know. Uh, it's a really hard one to judge. Because there were moments where you thought this is better than it's this is better than I could have ever imagined, and then there's moments where you thought, not not that good. Like Dana Brooke. Oh yeah. Oh, what did yeah. she do to deserve all that malarkey? Going for the wrong briefcase and think it should won, and then Stephanie McMahon, who clearly wasn't in the same room, I doubt she was <laughs> even in the same country with this, the quality of the, the footage they used. She was there doing a cringy little Dana. That's not the right one, you silly woman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was weird, because I, I came out with thinking, yes, Otis has won, fantastic. I was entertained throughout, but then again, you sit back and you do think, a lot of what they did didn't quite work, I think, how they intended it to. Like Corbin murdering two Murder, men. The as murders we, were, yeah. As we thought at the time, obviously, we found out that uh, Michael Cole must have known about that secondary roof, the fact that he undersold the apparent murder of two men completely. <laughs> um, I will say that the, we don't know fully yet how the Otis thing's going to play out. But the choice of the two winners was spot on, in my opinion. I thought that was pretty yeah. good. Um, the finish was unique. I don't mind it with AJ fumbling the briefcase and Otis catching it. And obviously then Asuka, just shortly beforehand, winning the briefcase, which turned out to be the belt itself. Um, don't know why Corbin didn't just wait for Asuka to pull down the briefcase and then he but could pull it That must have just been done to get Asuka over a bit more as a baby face as well, that transition yeah. was sort of happening. Because she's the only reason Corbin's not the men's, isn't it? Yeah, true. Yeah, she said Why didn't he wait? Why didn't he wait? Um, so where are we going with this? is hard, this one. Because it, it was fun, and it was entertaining, and it was... That's the one good thing about this whole pandemic situation, is the fact that they've had to get more creative with what they're doing. They and I'm have. liking it. I'm liking the more outside-the-box stuff. Um, but again, it's those stuff, the stuff that didn't land and it was a bit too wacky and a bit too weird. I think the right balance, and I don't want to sound biased, and I don't want to rile up the people on Twitter who get riled up by this sort of thing, but I do think that the formula was kind of perfected by that AEW street fight we've just seen. Like the balance between silliness and action mm -hmm. with obviously the, the golf carts and the, the ice 
box and everything. Um, but this one, I think it, the day was a little bit saved by the concept, which was really, really strong of them fighting up through this building and the winners. I think the execution's lacking a little bit in places, but I think that, I think that the, the overall idea of it kind of saves it. So for me, it would be, I think it all balances out to being pretty much in the middle of average. I think you're probably right there. Do you think? Right, yeah. Yeah. It's a funny one. At least they tried something different. I think we've got to applaud that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least they tried something different. So next up, we're going on to the WrestleMania. Money in the Bank ladder matches, of course. These matches did start on the WrestleMania cards for a few years there. We're going all the way back, Jack, to WrestleMania 24, which is CM Punk's first win. Uh, CM Punk's first win. Uh, I think that I think that this match was was. I remember one of Punk's wins being a lot better than the other, but I can't remember. The second the second win was better. I thought uh, personally, the first one for me was more remembered by just certain spots that happened. Not so much Punk winning. It was John Morrison's moonsault with the ladder. I think that was the first time he had done that. Maybe right. I might be wrong in saying that. I don't know. Probably am. I was. I'm wrong. Uh, Carlito did a backstabber off a ladder, which was impressive. Everyone did a big thing off the ladder at the same time. I don't know what, it was just a thing. Lots of bodies were broken. And then the ending saw Matt Hardy, well, not like towards the end, Matt Hardy got involved to take the briefcase away from MVP. Um, oh yeah, their feud, their really long feud. Um, I think that, I think for me, if this match had happened more recently, it wouldn't be as good because it would seem a bit shallow and a bit spotty. But I think that it was early enough in the life of the of the Money in the Bank stipulation that for me it would be in lovely, lovely, lovely tier, I think. I was going to say that. We've got to put ourselves back in 2008, haven't we? Yeah. And just to see, because, yeah, but that's, that's a weird thing to say as well because the first one, that was the first one and that was older than this one. Yeah, true, true. But I think... Oh, we'll go lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. It's, it's still then, a nice match to watch. I mean, you could say that the TLC matches happened years before this and they were, yeah. like, on a different level anyway, but... Yeah. And so let's just... Let's speak about WrestleMania 25, CM Punk's second victory, a match where Shelton Benjamin almost died. It's so head scary. First, head <laughs> first, he went to that group of people. How he came out of that without any sort of serious injury, I've got no idea. What else is sticking out of this uh, match for you? Um... I think this is the one where Christian, everyone realised that there was a chance that Christian could win and started to go crazy at the thought of Christian winning money in the bank. Sadly, he didn't, but I think no. he, had a, he had a really good performance in this match and nearly it was won that, it. That moment where it's him and Shelton on the ladders and it topples and somehow Christian stops himself on the top rope and Shelton keeps going. I don't know how he did that. And then he pushes himself back Yeah, and the it looks ring. like he's going to win, but he doesn't. Yeah, that's really good. Um... I think I think it's. I mean, I'm glad that Shelton was all right after that dive. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how it went wrong. He was going like head first towards the ground, mm-hmm. and it could have been very bad. But in the end, it became sort of an iconic Money in the Bank moment. Um, I don't know. It's between the top two tiers, I think. I think it's definitely better than Mania 24s. So that's. At least, well, it does it break into the top tier? I don't know if it does. It's certainly higher up, lovely, lovely, lovely than twenty four is, but I'm not sure it does get into the top tier. Okay. What do you make of that? I think that's. I think that's all right. That's fair. Does, do you and above. Sam? Do you and Sam normally like argue a bit more than we do? Uh, we're married. 
Oh, right, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah okay, it's just part and parcel, isn't it? <laughs> so next up, we'll go to WrestleMania 21. The first one ever. Is it still the best one ever? It's... it's one or, yeah, probably is. It's, I think it probably is as well. It's top tier, hundred uh, percent. It could it's be the there. best. It could be the best one ever as well, because um, it just had a bit of everything. It had like a really strong story. Everyone played their role really well. It had really good action as well, and it had the strength of like this brand new stipulation and nobody knowing what's going to happen. Um, and I think that it's a shame in hindsight, obviously, that the star performer in all of it is Benoit, but. It's the heroic baby face. As the, as the heroic baby face. It falls face. at the last hurdle. But I guess, luckily, uh, in terms of history, it is Edge who wins. Because it would be a shame if Benoit had won the first one. But Edge wins, and he does so in very Edge fashion. Like, as you mentioned earlier, he, he comes in with the chair, like Carmella does later on. And, um, yeah, I, it's, it's top tier quite easily. It's top tier. It might, yeah. just, it might still be the best one. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Next up, we're going to WrestleMania 22. And this one was just too short. I think I read this one went just over 10 minutes, which is nowhere near long enough for a, a Money in the Bank matchup, surely. It's weird, isn't it? Because you'd think that after the massive success of the first one, they'd try and, they'd try and rep. They wouldn't change the formula, but they did. Um, I think that uh, it's, a, it's a bit of an odd one out because these early Money in the Bank ladder matches are all generally of a certain quality or higher, but this one was just a bit underwhelming. Even though, yeah. even though I, I really enjoy the the wider context of RVD winning and then you know one night stand and everything, but the match itself's never really done it for me. No, I mean there were some good moments as well. We had Shelton Benjamin doing Shelton Benjamin things. He was Mister like in the same vein as Mister WrestleMania. He was Mister Money in the Bank back in these days, wasn't oh, he? Yeah, yeah. And then we had that uh, that Ric Flair, <laughs> the Ric Flair spot where Matt Hardy. Superplexed him off the ladder and he had to be held backstage but he came back out valiantly the, the pop he gets when he comes back out is amazing I think this Wrestlemania was in Chicago which you're always going to get that sort of uh, reaction there but it, just the length I wanted more and I didn't get more and I'm going to throw my toys out the pram because of it do you think it's second bottom to you? I was thinking second just bottom about, yeah just about better but I think it's fair I don't think it's in the bin no no no, no. so next up we're going to whatever that car based place is called in Detroit, Michigan for Wrestlemania 23. Car-based Pontiac? Is that called the Ford Ford something or other? Oh, I thought you meant, <laughs> I thought you meant the Pontiac Silver Duck. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, Ford Field. Ford Field, is that the <clears> one? I think so. So what's sticking out for Wrestlemania 23? Uh, this is a really good one. Um, it was kind of a... I've got it in my notes here that it, it was kind of one of the ones that felt like an evolution of the genre like when mm. you watch Royal Rumble matches early ones and you know the first Royal Rumble is quite basic and then the next one's a bit better and then for me the 1990 Rumble is where it really clicks and it becomes like a proper thing with storylines all being interwoven into the match and everything and then it progresses a bit further and you get 92 which is held up still as like one of the best Rumbles ever and for me this, this Money in the Bank ladder match is kind of like the 1990 Royal Rumble of Money in the Bank ladder matches where everything just got elevated a, a gear and everything everything went up in quality and in terms of <clears throat> I guess kind of danger as well but not to the ridiculous degree that we'd see later on like there wasn't just people building things for the sake of spots it was still really really well told yeah, the, the, as you say, the spots were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <clears throat> I think my, my favourite one was uh, Mr. Kennedy's... 
What was that move called he used to do? Off the, the shoulders and roll through. Green Bay plunge. The Green Bay plunge. He did that on Hornswoggle off a ladder. That's difficult. How he, didn't, how he didn't go head first into the mat, I'll never know. And then, as you say, the storytelling aspect of it as well. Matt Hardy being like an evil Bond villain, sort of wiping out two people at once when he, he sort of made Jeff do a massive dive through Edge. So there's two people you've wiped out straight away there. Yeah. And then he had, uh, he had Charmel sort of hostage. <laughs> where, yeah. Where I King think... Booker was on the brink of uh, plucking the briefcase. He's like, I'm going to twist the fate this woman if you don't come down and save her. I and think... then he obviously... I think he was a babyface at the time, but was acting like a massive heel. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's top tier, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's top tier as well. Mania 23, top tier. So then we're going on to Mania 26, which is remembered for me. You know, my, my love for Mr. Jake Hager and everything he's done since he's left WWE is, is up there. It's out there for everyone to know. For him, taking half an hour at least <laughs> to unhook that briefcase, does it put this match in the pin? <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the only thing that puts the match in the bin. But I'll I think it's, in the bin. We're going to put it in I the think bin. I think it goes in the bin. I think it's bin, but I don't think it's because of that ending, even though that didn't help matters. What are the reasons, Jack? It was just a bit of an underwhelming one, wasn't it? I don't feel like anyone was really on... As, as sacrilegious as it sounds these days, I don't think anyone was on board with Jack Swagger's big push. And if you Maybe. look at... Sorry, Sorry go, on. go on. Well, no, you're gone. No, I was just going to say it was weird because Swagger... He wasn't the most charismatic man. I'm not going to say he was back then. He certainly is now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, this, the winning of the briefcase, why did they take away all of his character? Like, every last inch of it? It was so strange. <sighs> well, they were, they were they trying to do, like, a Jericho thing with him. Like, a uh, ultra serious... It wasn't even that, though, because Jericho no. was still moody and, you know, using long words and whatnot. But yeah. Swaggy, remember when he won the title? And his face was just, like, a slapped ass. It was baffling. Anyway, yeah. what are you going to say? Um... The, if you look at the like the list of people in the match, it's got some big names in there. Like it's Kofi Kingston, MVP, Evan Bourne, Jack Swagger, Shelton Benjamin. So you've got people who appear in a lot of Money in the Bank ladder matches, but aren't the stars of the match. If that makes sense, they're more like the specialists of the match, like Kofi and Shelton. You've got Matt Hardy, uh, Ziggler, Drew McIntyre before he was the Drew we know these days, Kane, who's been in like every one, and Christian as well. So I'm a fan of most of those people, but there's no one in there who was kind of the next big thing who you really wanted to win the match at the time. Mm -hmm. And I know that since then, a lot of them have become really popular, like Kofi, for example. But at the time, it just didn't really click. That, that came before his sort of push with Orton, wasn't it? 2010, is that right? What was the... My what, timeline. What was this year? This was 2010? 2010 in the April. And when did I he attack Orton's car and stuff? Was that a bit later on? It must have been. It could have been. It might, it might have even been a little bit earlier. Because when they did the New Day time machine thing, didn't Kofi say, 2009, that was my best year? You're probably right there. My but timeline's it, a mess from that period. But still, <laughs> but still he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he didn't have the momentum, really. It, in this match, it didn't feel like anyone did. And then Swagger won, and as you say, they just took away his, all of his crack. You're saying like nobody's got the momentum. I think that's just because there was 10 people in the match. Why do you have 10 people in a, in a Money in Bank ladder match? That was yeah. a strange call. Very Anything true. else to say on that one? No, I just think that it, it deserves to be in the bin, which is a shame because I like a lot of the people in it. And speaking of the bin, we have another bin-worthy match, the 2019 men's match. Well, why? 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 Because of Lesnar. Because <laughs> Brock Lesnar wasn't even in the match and he rocks up and wins. 
Yeah. I did, to be fair, this the story. I did like the way all the backstage promos throughout the night sort of linked together in this big story with Sami Zayn being hung up like a, a bit of meat in a butcher's. And then Triple H was on the phone to Heyman, I think. It must have been in the end. I, d- I doubt Brock would speak on the phone anyway. Um, but then Ali is the another... This is the, the, the other reason it needs to get in the bin. Ali's up the ladder. His hands are on the briefcase. And then Brock's music hits. And he does... I know it's a wrestling trope, but it's a wrestling trope I hate. He freezes <laughs> as someone else's music hits. And he's, he's stood there for the length of time that Brock waltzes his way down the ramp. Why didn't he just go... Whoop, they See you later. They could have had him, well, one, not be as close to the briefcase. That would have made sense. Or they could have had him panic and, like, because Brock Lesnar's coming, it's like a bear, and you'd be terrified. Yeah. But then that might have turned Ali into a bit of a laughing stock, to be honest. So maybe they, they just shouldn't anyway. have had him anywhere near the... <laughs> maybe, maybe they shouldn't have had him anywhere... Maybe it should have just been everyone's down and then Lesnar's... Maybe Lesnar should have been a, an actual entrant in the match. That might Maybe have that would have been the solution. Yeah, that would yeah. have been just the easy fix there. You know, um, you've, you've written Sammy out of the match early in the night. Brock rocks up after Triple H's phone call. I'm in the match now. That's okay, Brock. There's a spot free. You can have it. Then just have Brock wrestle for five minutes. It would have been fine. But no, I really didn't like this one. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm now imagining WWE... But, like, a show where everything runs really smoothly, like someone turns up and tries to trash an office backstage and they just get arrested <laughs> and calmly taken away. <laughs> people, people just work out their differences, like, it's all fine. I, I would... It's obviously we're going to disagree on this one because I was going to say just about bearable because of the performance of everyone else in the match. Mm. Because it was... I mean, everyone remembers, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, Bala and... Was Andrade their big spot? It was, yeah, it was Andrade and Bala did... Uh... Andrade did a sunset power blom, a power blom, a power bomb sort blom. of thing, and uh, his, I think his arse sort of hit the because he made obviously a bridge with oh. two ladders, and his arse sort of hit the bottom ladder, which made the ladder go down, and then Finn came down on, and then it, oh my god, car yeah. crash! It was fantastic. Finn, Finn just like sprang into the air. It was really yeah. scary. Um, so for me, that that all that stuff makes it just about bearable. However because I'd forgotten quite how bad a lot of the bad stuff was, I wouldn't be too annoyed if you would have been it either. Well, since you've said that, you've given me <laughs> some leeway there, which is, means it's staying in the bin. Uh, then we're going to Money in the Bank 2016, a match I still haven't seen all the way through because I was at the Euros at the time and I missed this one. Oh, uh, so over to you for this one. Um, I think this was obviously the night where all three Shield members won. The yeah, belt on the same night, and Ambrose won the briefcase. Yeah, so um, I remember enjoying this match a lot at the time, um, and then I watched it back when we were doing like a a review of like uh, I was writing some kind of review of like all the Money in the Bank ladder matches, and I remember watching it back again for that for that, and I was blown away. I thought it was even better <clears throat> than I'd remembered it the first time. So it's one of my favourite favorites of all time for sure maybe not as good as the original one but certainly a really really good one you've got owens and zane again just absolutely stealing the show you've got ambrose with the big baby face win you've got i mean you've got owens landing like on zane slams him onto the side of a i've seen that one yeah when he's got the ladder on its side on the ring mat and he just, yeah yeah how do you think that would be nice <laughs> um and then I guess the ending is a little bit of Jenga with all of the ladders. There's like they build like a transformer out of ladders, but it sort of works. It's not as obvious as it sounds. And then everyone falls onto a ladder bridge, 
and Ambrose is left and pulls down the briefcase and then obviously cashes it in later on in the night. Um, which I wasn't happy about at the time because I was a huge Rollins fan and Rollins had just beaten Roman clean because he'd just been done for um, wellness policy violations. But yeah. in hindsight, what a night. You know, all three Shield members holding the briefcase in one night. Uh, holding the title in one night, sorry. I'll tell you what I liked. After the, the sort of previous years of Wyatt's random involvement across Reigns, then you had Kane helping Rollins. This was just straight down the middle. Not much in the way of bollocks. Just loads of men doing some good things. And then Ambrose comes out on top. I've, yeah. got to do a, I've got to reserve a special shout-out for Alberto Del Rio, right? Have you? <laughs> he, he does like an armbar over the top of the ladder. I think oh. it's to Cesaro. And it was really, really impressive. Fair He's enough. still a massive dickhead. Yeah, but yeah. It, was, it, it was a really impressive wrestling move in that wrestling match. But this, it, it, I'm getting the feeling this one's going to be in love, uh, the best, sorry. I'd put it top tier, yeah. Let's stick it in the best, why the hell not? And then to round things off, we're going to the first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, 2017, where, you know, maybe the most pathetic man in the kayfabe, realms of kayfabe, uh, on the roster, he does the thing the lasses can't. <laughs> um, it depends what side of the fence you're on, because I know there's a big debate. Well, I guess there was at the time. It's either heels doing some really dastardly things to win, or it's WWE missing the mark completely in the first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And I'm on the latter side, I don't know about you. Oh, really? You think it was justifiable? No, I think they missed the mark completely. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I got, I got, yeah. I agree with you. I thought it was, I think there's ways you can have heels win that are annoying in the right way. This was a heel, this was like a heel winning and it was blatantly in the wrong way. (laughs) It just, it buried the division for a little bit. Um, I'm glad they rectified it on SmackDown as best they could, but, um, you, you've got a man winning the first ever. <laughs> I know the Carmella is technically the winner, but he climbs the ladder, physically grabs the briefcase, and then just drops it down to her. Yeah. So it's a case of how low this one goes in the tier ranking. I'm suggesting the bin. They did redo the entire thing with the same people a short amount of time later for a reason. And I think that was just an effort to get out of the bin. <laughs> yeah, I think so as well. But I think that even though that was the right decision to do it again... Um, that was like damage limitation. I think this one's bin worthy. It might even be bottom of the bin. I can't think of anything worse. Yeah, we'll stick it in the bottom of the bin. Go on. So there we have our tier ranking for the Money in the Bank ladder matches, all of them the history of the match stipulation itself. Normally, Jack, we rank everything in, in the best tier by the best so we can find out what is the best of okay. the best. I'll tell you the order currently. It's just random apart from 21, which I think is still the best, isn't it? I think so. So then we have 2011, the World Heavyweight Championship match. Does Money in the Bank 2014 rank above that one? Which one was Money in the Bank 2014, sorry? Rollins winning. Um, I'm inclined to still give it to Money in the Bank 2011, I think. What, a, I what think about that's, you? That's a yeah, thing. okay. Um, yeah. 2017 with Corbin's win and the story involved in that. Where, does that get moved up or stay where it is? Is that above 2014? I would say it probably yeah, is. Yeah, I think that can go third. I think that's fine. 2016... That's a really good... That Personally, I think I slightly overrate that one because I love it so much, but um, I, I wouldn't... I think it certainly goes above 20... I think it goes above 2017 and 14. Yeah, that's fine by Ooh. me. Wow, flying. I'm basically going off your, your words there and nothing I've else realized really I've just, in the highlights. I've realised I've just... You can't see it on the camera, but I've just stretched my hands right into the camera there on, on our laptop. Sorry, yeah, sorry I was wondering that. what you're no. doing with your palms. Yeah. You've got nice, lovely, soft-looking palms. Cheers. 
And then 23. Uh, it's a bit of a pioneer, sort of. Although the first one's the biggest pioneer of all, obviously. And it's not as good as the first one. But it is still it is still very, very good. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe maybe third or fourth for me, around there. Yeah, we'll, we'll move it up. Why the hell not? Let's just, that's just a random order now. No, Let's that's, go that. That's, that's a well, solid no, order, we'll, that. We've, dis we've established what the best of the best is. It's WrestleMania 21. The first ever Money in the Bank ladder match is still the best one. It's like one of those film sequels series. Yeah. There's the Godfather one where the original's the best. I don't know. I don't know the films at all. I don't know. I've never seen them either. We're going to get slated in the comments for that. There we Never go. Mind. You can't do everything in life, can you? But that's it for our tier ranking for every Money in the Bank ladder match in the history of the stipulation. Let us know what you think in the comments below. No doubt about it. You want to knife me and Jack right in the face after the things we've just said here. But that's your prerogative. All the best to you. Jack, any closing thoughts? Um, do you think that the Money in the Bank stipulation is outdated and needs to go away? Or do you think it can live on? No, I think it is the perfect thing to have as the fifth of the big five. I'm, I'm. I still... think it's a nice thing to re a nice thing to reset storylines normally in the summer. I know this year is a bit differently, but normally it's at the start of the summer. Nice way to reset a number of things. A new, I like it when it's a new challenger for the main event scene. I think it's a nice way to do it. I think so as well. I wonder what we'll be thinking in ten years' time from now. But for now, I think it's still, I think it's still got its place. I would be shocked if we're still still doing this job in ten years' time. I meant we. And on that... I meant we is in wrestling fans. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> but on that bombshell, it's time to end. I've gone Jeremy Clarkson. My hair has as well. We'll see you next time on these tier ranking thingy malarkeys. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 